Hey, we're back. Been a long time, and again we have Dalton here. What's up? Yeah. So it's been a long time. Uh, we've been busy with our own lives, I guess, <laughs> and COVID. Two and, and a half years, man. And yeah, we finally got off our asses to do this again, lah, for whatever reason. But <laughs> we're gonna take things a bit more easier instead of uh, once a week. We're gonna try doing it maybe once in two weeks. If you're hardworking enough, maybe once a week. I don't know. Unless we see something really good. Yeah. Or you guys can sponsor us or something like that on Patreon, maybe. And yeah, we'll feel more motivated to do this more often. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, to warm things up, uh, we are going to be talking about movies that we've seen in the last year because it's been that long since we've recorded this. Right, <laughs> I kind of lost track of time to be honest. Yeah, the last time and also this. it doesn't help that it's been quite a dry year for movies. If uh, we're gonna be honest, lah. Thanks Warner Brothers, <laughs> thanks Netflix, thanks Disney Plus, thanks everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna start talking about movies that we've seen, lah. And I think the most recent one that we've seen and we thoroughly enjoyed was uh, Jordan Peele's Nope. Oh yes, yeah, watch it last week. I saw it in IMAX. I think it was definitely made for the big screen. Like, it's kind of ironic because the movie was kind of critiquing the whole idea of spectacle. Yeah. Like, how do we value spectacle? How do we see through it? And how does it affect us uh, in a way that we demand more of it without thinking of, you know, what, what led up to the demand for it? And it's ironic that Peel chose, to, like, a big scale pretty big scale movie to, to uh, let me add pretty big scale movie to explore the themes yeah see you got so much out of that for me it was just a pretty straightforward movie la. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just tried not to think too much about it I felt that um, it wasn't very clear like what that say. I saw inklings of that but for me it's more about the animal aspects oh, I, about the respect that we have to show to nature and animals that was pretty oh, right, clear right. yeah but I think uh, it's probably I think this might be a controversial opinion because I know Get Out is very well revered among cinephiles, but I think Nope is his best film. Uh, mm, you say that. Yeah, I say that. <laughs> uh, I still say Get Out is his best film, lah. To be honest, he, I think he's just getting better yeah. and better in my. Uh, in terms of skill wise, yeah, confirm. But uh, I feel that the writing for Nope. It's a bit like last year. Like I talked to you about this before. This, like the character development is solely lacking in Nope, unfortunately. But the build up, the the climax with the alien, uh, spoiler alert, is okay. If you don't want any spoilers, just stop listening. See, that's why we, we haven't done this in a while. We totally forgot about all this. We, we should do like a, a spoiler video on this alone. Yeah. And, okay, uh, anyway, this is going to, to be a full on spoiler talk. If you haven't watched Nope, please stop listening. I, I, I'm going to rebuff you on the <laughs> alien theory. Is it really an alien? Ah, that's the question you should be asking. I, guess what it defines <laughs> as alien, right? Because it's it, not, not it looks like a, it could be something that was mutated from Earth, uh, very Possible, likely. Possibly. Yeah. yeah, but whatever it is, uh, UFO, I guess, because it's a flying object, right? Yeah, it's, that's it's what flies. the movie said. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> a- <laughs> but yeah, I, I still feel that uh, Get Out is his strongest movie. Because uh, like when I watch that movie, I can see that he spent uh, years and years building this story up and when he finally got his break as a director, he threw it all in there. Um, of course, it's not as entertaining or spectacular as Nope. Nope really reached a new level of uh, 
cinema magic lah, I would say, mm. which is why he wanted to go for that Spielberg kind of magic. Touch. I would, I would add not just Spielberg but early M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, that that sense of mystery and intrigue that yeah. he did so well. I think a lot of people mentioned Signs as an influence, yeah. so I definitely would put it up there. Yeah. As it's just that main influence. again, like I said, the the characters were lacking lah, and there were certain plot tracks that I felt it was just left hanging. It was all attitude. There's Look, not much character. And the praying mantis. Uh, question marks there Because it was cool I thought it was cool And then It just led to nowhere He could have just Add a small line Or a small hint At why praying, The praying mantis behave Right The way it did You know I'm not asking for a lot there Maybe just a 10 second shot Of something mm. To hint at that And I'm fine And if there's nothing Just remove it Why keep it there I, Jordan Peele is trolling The audience I, I don't know <laughs> like, I have a bit of an issue And then like For me I feel like Steven Yuan's character Is not necessary Yes it was cool I like his acting I like his character But in the overall sense Of things If you take him out of it And you give more time For the brother and sister To grow And develop more I don't know I feel like I'll be more invested like, In the characters This is where I disagree Because I think His character is quite important To the movie mm. Like you said Yeah he doesn't He might not Seem like He's adding much To the movie But his some, Okay I'm not gonna Spoil anything But something happens To his character In the movie You can spoil Because I already Gave the warning I, Whatever Just just go go for I'm it. Try to be big <laughs> as possible. Okay, so he is a child actor, and he uh, he's a star for this sitcom which involves a a character played by live chimpanzees. And one day the chimpanzee goes berserk. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably one of the scariest things I've seen in a long time. Very, very intense. Very well handled by Jordan Peele, and it traumatized the character at first. It traumatized the kid. And once the ape stopped his rampage. He turns to the kid who's in hiding And instead of attacking the kid He re- reaches out for a fist bump And before the fist bump could be completed The ape gets shot and yeah. killed by you know law enforcement agencies So Yeah, I, that, I get why his character will add to the thing But what I'm yeah. saying is that If he just slotted that in somewhere else With a brother and sister Or okay, fine, maybe remove the audio guy <laughs> then it could have given more space for the characters to develop because I'm I'm really just bugged out by how much the characters lack lah. So I'm just trying to find a way where he could shave off certain things to give more to the two main characters. Right. Maybe the cinematographer guy. Uh, I don't know because oh, I feel endless. that all their storylines, the the side I would say the side characters like, other than the brother and sisters, right? They are they add to the story, yes. But I I see that their stories can also be added into. The brother and sister In one way or another right. Like it didn't need to be Another full character For us to learn And Then there's nothing much there really Other than that Because the way I see it Like this character is Shown the, Sorry The movie shows What happens to this character Early on And you know Instead of being traumatized He kind of exploits his trauma And it give It feeds into the idea That oh I can Control this spectacle For myself I can control this uh, Untamed beast Thinking you know history will repeat itself. Spoiler alert: It does not. It actually ends badly for him, and it sets the whole plot of the film in motion just because of his behavior. Hmm. So, yeah, you know, I, know. I know you say I know you yeah. say that you 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 feel like it's completely unnecessary, but I feel like it's a very good parallel to you know the beginning and uh, what happens in the middle of the film. Uh, I I rather Stephen U.S. character be his father maybe or someone connected to yeah because like I said lah. The two characters felt very hollow at the end of the movie. Uh, so, 
if anything that he can do to give them more, I will gladly take it. Lah. Because other than that, I have no complaint. The ending was spectacular. Oh, yes. The last 30 minutes was <laughs> pure amazing. But the first 45 minutes or so, it just really led to I nowhere. Think, I think the last half hour, I think Jordan Peele just switches gears. And instead of making a horror film, he just goes full action adventure, which is amazing. Yeah. Where he shows that he can handle a big budget movie it's well. Good. I don't think genre matters really yeah, for him. Because yeah. whatever he does, uh, we kind of know that he is really thoughtful about his messages. Mm. I mean, for example, like this movie about what Dalton said earlier about uh, making a spectacle, about mm-hmm. past experiences, about the respect we should have for animals and nature. And then throw it in now that he can do like grand skills, spectacle. Yeah. Uh, he's really good. Lah. Yeah. Oh, filmmaker. Also, shout out to whoever designed the alien. I'm not. Sure. It's so it's good. So good. It's, it's so so good. so good. I'm not okay. I know we said spoiler alert, but I really. It's truly indescribable. Um, you can't describe it. It's really one of a kind. I can give you a hint though. Um, Neon Genesis Evangelion. That's all I'm saying. I'll be a bit more. I'll be a bit more descriptive with it, lah. More <laughs> specific. Spoiler a bit, but I would say it's like. Uh, if it's a jellyfish in the air instead of the water, and it's gonna be look, like, it's gonna look something like that. It could be many imagine. types of different jellyfishes, man. Like yeah. the box jellyfish, Portuguese yeah. man of war. But so I can many. see that's that's what he, he probably went for, like mm. something that you can imagine being evolved and mutated in the world that we live in, like, and that's why it's so great, uh. Eldritch yeah. abomination, man, amazing. Yeah. I can I. It's yeah. been a while since I've seen like an Eldritch abomination villain in a mainstream horror film. Yeah, so it's really good that like, the monster design is. Like when I watched Arrival I remember And when I saw Arrival's alien design I was mm. like Wow this is a pretty unique Alien yeah, But the design. aliens in Arrival Were friendly though Not were in design, in the, uh, the design, design. Yeah, yeah. And then when they Used the sign language To talk that way That way that The ink squid thing I was like Wow that's pretty unique And then yeah. From yeah. that day I thought Okay then Maybe for the next 5 to 10 years We'll probably never see A more unique alien design Because this until is how Until this works. one Yeah until <laughs> When I saw Jordan Pilsen I'm like damn <laughs> Uh, I think now we're going to wait for the next 10, 20 years. But that's how aliens should be, you know, even even is an alien. But, yeah. you know, you think about it, like, what has me- the media told us about aliens? They're just little, little grey men with bug yeah. eyes, bald head. Like, Every time. And, and he did play with that trope a bit. Yeah, he did. Show, yeah, and, it's, and that scene, oh, that scene, that's man. Hilarious. That scene is spine-tingling. It was scary at and first. And then it became hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you watch it in a cinema. I did, So yes. you got, like, when I watch it at home, I, I just can't help but imagine how the crowd will be when that scene Everyone appeared. was dead silent. It's then it broke out into laughter. Man, if, you, if any happen. of you all watched that, sh- that scene, you know that scene was a killer mm. scene. It yes. could have easily been like a highlight for any other horror movie. Mm-hmm. Easily. Yeah. Was, oh, man, so also, uh, the movie is just only being released in Malaysian cinemas. Yeah. I know it's also online for the uh, seven seas, I'm sorry to say. But it was Jordan Peele filmed this movie with IMAX cameras specifically yep. for the final. You can last tell minutes. by the framing. Um, the the director of photography for this movie is Hoyter Van Hoytema. He did a lot. He did all of Nolan's films since mm. uh, Interstellar, so you could tell this was f- this. Is, I could tell this was framed really really well. I don't think seeing it on a computer screen would do it justice. Not just not computer screen because this really reminded me of the Avengers Endgame with Thanos, <laughs> because that was also filmed yes. with IMAX, yes. and you can tell when. You you watch it in a normal cut because I did and when you see Thanos on the screen right mm-hmm. in IMAX you can see from his waist to a little few inches above his head in the normal cut right is from his belly button to his forehead 
so <laughs> you can't see the top curve of his head. It's it's horrible. And it's actually here with uh Jordan Peele's note. Mm-hmm. The quarter top of the alien is missing it's from the normal. So cut. like the alien is so big. I guess yeah. that's what uh Peele and Hoytema were trying to go for. It was so big and not a normal camera cannot even contain it. No man. I I think Imagine the IMAX screen and the alien fills up from top to bottom. Really. So yes, it did. It did. Yeah, it, it really did. did. Um, <laughs> for example, I think another example that I have to mention is uh, Dune, another movie that made IMAX oh, yes. look really good. Amazing. You can just Google search Dune images, IMAX and the normal ratio and you really can tell that the framing and all was off for the normal or cut <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. And it's such a waste because people who watch these movies know um, Dune on a normal screen they'll probably feel like, okay, it's pretty, but mm-hmm. there's no wow factor. But when you watch it in IMAX screen, the extra, oh, wow. I know it's just 20% yeah. or 25%, and you're like, oh yeah, that's it. But no, man, when you watch these movies, when they really film for IMAX, yeah. oh man. Another <laughs> one, another one. Um, this wasn't filmed with IMAX cameras, but it was filmed with IMAX in mind. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Oh yeah, man. I, I saw that in IMAX. Uh, I felt like I was outside the plane. Get yeah, flying away with Tom Cruise. Okay, wait, wait. before we go there, <laughs> before okay. yeah, because, <laughs> because we plan to talk about Nope and what other movies we've watched. So okay, let's just let's, let's just finish with right. Nope. Let's, let's just finish with Nope because yeah. we're going to go talk about Top Gun yeah. for sure. Yeah, anything else you want to say about Nope? It's good. It's really good. See it in theaters. If you can't see it in theaters, just at least buy a ticket to show your support. Yeah, you know we need like discussing this with Jovi earlier. Obviously, the situation with the pandemic, movie theaters on on distribution of movies online. It's changed, so we we get a lot of movies later than a lot uh, than most other countries, and in some of these cases, they hit online earlier. And if you find yourself in such a such a situation, if you want to ensure good movies keep coming to Malaysian cinemas, I mean, yes, piracy is bad. Don't 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 get me wrong. It's it's terrible for the creative industry. But if you want to really show your support, at least buy a ticket if you still want and choose. Whether you want to see it at home or in the theater, but show your support if you want to see more good movies being shown in cinemas here. Yeah, ditto, man. Because if you don't buy tickets, the cinemas will think that oh, people don't want to watch this movie. Yeah. And when they think that way, and then in the future they're like oh, Jordan Peele's fourth movie, and oh, Malaysians didn't pay to watch for Nope, so let's not bring it in. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, for it's going to happen. Segwaying a bit to another movie, same thing for Three Thousand Years of Longing. We're gonna get into the censorship. Basically, later, all the thing, movies, yeah. la. I mean, any mm. movies that you you like that you want to see more in Malaysia, you have to pay for it. Yeah. For example, like if you like Wes Anderson movies, and let's say recently the French Dispatch came out. Mm-hmm. If let's say the ticket sales were bad, you can well you can expect not to see his movies in Malaysia here ever uh, again. Unless you have Disney Plus. Yeah. Sad. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we talked about streaming before a, a year ago, and very unfortunate. But whatever we said, this came true, I think ninety-five percent uh, of what we said came true. Yeah. <laughs> And, and it's I'm not, not a good thing, okay? Yes, no, we're yeah, not happy. We were being so cynical <laughs> about it. But. I was joking for half the thing. I didn't expect yeah. it to come through. True. Yeah. Well, maybe we're going to do a part two of streaming for sure because, <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Anyway, so back to Nope. Uh, it's good. Uh, watch it if you haven't. If you watched it oh, yeah. online, please just buy a, at least just one movie ticket. Yes. It's going to cost you 10 ringgit, one coffee, yeah, just to make sure mm. that good movies like that keep coming into Malaysia because <laughs> right, you right. know right now we are only going to get action movies, uh, romance, horror, and Mark not good Lau. ones also. Yeah, <laughs> that's another topic. And 
Yeah, maybe we'll just do local movies another day. Uh, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. The one that you watched recently. Oh, yeah. I saw another. I saw a local movie. Do not talk much about it. Just, what is it called again? Deleted. Uh, yeah. Mm. Um, let's just say if you're a fan of Crime Watch Singapore, the TV series, you're going to love this movie. That's and I mean that wholeheartedly. I'm not, I, I don't want to give my exact grade, but I wasn't bored. I was thoroughly entertained. Probably not for the intentions the makers uh, wanted. Like, like I said, <laughs> la, you're, you're laughing at someone making a fool out of themselves, okay? No, you're, you're taking pleasure out of that. La. <laughs> they tried, they tried. I mean, the, the heart is in the right place. I, I get what the movie was trying to do, but, <laughs> you know, going at it with the 80s, 90s direct-to-video action yeah. approach, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, uh, well, I was talking to Dalton earlier, and um, to anyone who's listening, if you watch Deleted, if you can tell me why they called the movie Deleted... <laughs> Please tell me. I don't know. Just drop me DM somewhere on one of the platforms, please. Just, I just realized, you know, yeah, I, I mean, yes, it's about, you know, human trafficking, child kidnapping, and I guess deleted means they've been deleted from the database. I don't know. The computer but, database, at least. In, they never actually explained it, so it got me thinking, huh, why did they name the movie Deleted? Yeah. And this is how rusty we are because we started talking about deleted for two minutes and we're not supposed to talk about movies yeah. anymore. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's it for Nope. Uh, and I guess... And deleted. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah we're just going to do a quick fire round about the movies that we've watched for the last year because it's been that long since we've done this. We just need to warm yeah, up just, one like, way or another. Yeah, knuckles, man. Get things back in the game. Yeah, so like we said, there's now Top Gun Maverick. Another movie. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Amazing movie. Uh, Sick. I just can anyway, say it's, it's sick. great popcorn fun. I mean, yes, yeah, the plot is a bit cliche, but just looking at it from a technical aspect, yeah. it is an excellent film. Sometimes when you want to describe a movie and it sounds a bit, oh, that's too good to be true, but when we say that Tom Cruise strapped cameras onto a plane and he flew the planes himself without computer graphics, he literally took a jet plane, launched himself off the plane <laughs> and the cameras were in the cockpit, around the cockpit, mm-hmm. on the plane, in front of the plane, recording the whole thing and none of it is cut. It's just one shot. Oh my god. It's beautifully shot, it's beautifully insane. made. And yeah. there's like it argues against, you know, filming action scenes in a studio and then yeah. filling them up with computer yeah. graphic imagery. It's like there's a sort of visceral thrill that yes. That CGI will never be able to replicate. Yeah. Like I'm looking, look at Uncharted. Uncharted was trash. Uh, I, okay, I'm sorry to say. I don't acknowledge that movie in this <laughs> podcast. As a fan of the games, that movie is just, it's just a. Oh, the games uh, are amazing. No yeah, doubt. Uh, yeah, you know, but going back to Top Gun, look yeah. at that. You see, that's really Tom Cruise. That's a real plane. Yeah. I mean, for most of the scenes, I'm sure CGI was used, but. This is one example where CGI is used to enhance, yeah. not replace. The put, it, thrill. put it this way, the action was so good, right? I think for once, 4D cinema sets are actually worth yes. it. That's how good <laughs> it is. It's so good that it made 4D good because you know, usually 4D is crap. La. I mean, it's a gimmick. Yeah. It's mostly a gimmick. Yeah. And when I watched uh, Top Gun Maverick, I, rem- I remember thinking to myself that it's like just one of those movies where when you watch it, right, and you know that, wow, there's going to be another 10 movies that are going to copy this and will never be as good because try. it seriously is uh, next level. It's just like John Wick. The first time John Wick came out, it changed the action yeah. landscape. Yeah. The same thing with Jason Bourne. Uh, mm-hmm. The same thing with Mad Max Fury. But Mad Max Fury, no one can copy Mad Max Fury. So they didn't George Miller's Yeah, that was just a, a whole different dimension on his <laughs> own. But, but 
you get what I'm saying? Like there are certain action movies or certain movies that when they come out, they will just launch or change the trajectory of a genre. And mm. Top Gun Maverick is easily one of them. Oh yeah, it's ah, definitely one of the best amazing. action films I've seen in a long time. And one, one, one last thing I just have to say, as a nostalgia throwback remake sequel kind of movie, they found the right balance of hitting that nostalgia trip and modernizing yeah. it. Correct. There is still that 80s, 70s? 80s. 80s, 80s. cheesy one-liners, but they didn't <laughs> overdo it that it would just feel weird today. And it's really just nice, the balance that they found between that 80s uh, slick, cool <laughs> dude with the modern tropes. Uh, it's really I, well done. Like, uh. the original one is the one of the epitome of the 80s action movies. Just pure machismo. Everything is all glossed up. Yeah. The cinematography. I know to- the late Tony Scott, late great Tony yeah. Scott, he directed it. And I thought, you know, in terms of sheer skill, it would be hard to beat. Yeah. But I'm shocked that this second movie come out how many? Uh, 30 plus years About or so? There, yeah. Around there. Surpasses the original in nearly every aspect. Yeah. And yeah. I say really that Tony, Tony Scott, if he's looking down in heaven, he'll be really proud of this film, yeah. honestly. It's really amazing. Uh, if you haven't watched Top Gun Maverick, Uh, if you watch it at home, because now it's not in the cinemas, mm. please, please, please watch still, it with... Still showing in a few, like, in a few cinemas. Yeah, but <laughs> if you watch it at home, get your best speakers. If you don't have a good speaker, I highly recommend headphones because <laughs> the jet planes, when they zoom past the, cool. the screen, you will never hear jet planes like this anywhere else. Uh, I, just, mm-hmm. I just cannot describe it. You just will never hear jet yeah. planes this good ever. If you ever wondered why people like jet planes, you watch this movie and then you understand why people love jet planes. This is why people go into aviation. Yeah, hmm, and it's true. Game. When the original Top Gun came out back then, the American the Navy. Navy and Air Force <laughs> saw a huge influx of new pilots applying for the job. Uh, it's I mean, I mean, you can make uh, an argument that Top Gun is actually American military propaganda. I mean, propaganda is propaganda, but this is damn well-made propaganda, yeah. I see. Not just propaganda. On the a whole, technical level. Not just that. Even Even fashion, mm. that look, that leather jacket mm-hmm. with the Ray-Ban glasses, it started with Top Gun. Iconic. Tom Cruise did it. Uh, on a motorbike against the sunset <laughs> with the, his girl behind mm. him. Oh. That look, that Marlboro look. <laughs> the only minor complaint I have about this new Top Gun is the soundtrack. Like It's not as memorable as the yeah. original. The original had a lot What of soundtrack, songs. Jet plane sounds. <laughs> All you need is jet no, plane sounds. Like, like the first movie, yeah, that one, Danger Zone is in both yeah. movies, but There's no Nothing else t- memorable Take my breath away yeah. There's no Broken wings Yeah You know Stuff like that Made the first one A bit more special Yeah But I guess because I know Lady Gaga Has a new one now, <laughs> But still Maybe it's not easy To balance the mm. 80s Sound and feel With the modern I don't know lah. Yeah. Okay so enough Top Gun Let's move on I want to talk about Everything everywhere All at once Best film of the year Starring Michelle Yeoh Holy shit Best film of 2022 So far I don't know And I don't think Any other film Can come close Because it is truly One of those films That you watch After you're jaded With so much You know Hmm. Mediocre stuff Over the past two years Thanks to the pandemic We here complained About the You know The pandemic Changing consumer behaviour Changing Uh, the distribution model of certain films and we, we kind of feel jaded about the whole thing. This film came out of nowhere, it just knocked yeah. the socks out of us and we think there's still some life in original filmmaking. Not just, you know, Top Gun, yes, it's amazing, but it's not exactly original yeah. IP. Yeah. This is like, you're talking about filmmakers who dare to think outside the it's, box. It's a generational film, la, yeah. easily. When you think that 
the world has one drive ideas if you ever said hmm. to yourself or to someone or you ever wondered ah why movies these days are so boring and the same thing over and again just watch everything everywhere all at once a and burst of energy yeah and you make you believe energy. that there are original ideas still out there not told not filmed or not written yeah. or whatever it's amazing in every way, like Dalton said, it's original. Uh, and to explain mm. that, it's just like how when The Matrix came out in 1999, back then, we don't have 4G. We don't even have 3G, I think. <laughs> we were still using Dalap internet. So I, I, I know when you watch The Matrix today, it's not as um, mind-blowing or mm. groundbreaking mm. as it was in 1999, but that's what I'm trying to compare with with everything, everywhere, all at once. It's like the first time you ever get an idea that you've never even thought of and suddenly there's this new idea where someone thought of from start to end completely and oh yeah now I remember when I watched that movie I'm wondering wow everything everywhere all at once introduced the multiverse um, <laughs> did a whole story through and out and in of the multiverse and finished the story within two and a half hours yeah Marvel <laughs> did it <laughs> Marvel needed I don't know what three <laughs> movies three series just to introduce the multiverse and do nothing with it in Doctor Strange <laughs> the multiverse of madness so I cannot praise everything everywhere all at once Doctor Strange uh, did something that. special it made me laugh at the Illuminati so that's something uh, uh, <laughs> that's another story though. I'm just gonna leave a moment of silence <laughs> and then we forget about Doctor Strange too, and then we go back to everything everywhere all at once because oh my god um, and Michelle Yeoh um, growing up I haven't really paid attention to Michelle Yeoh even though I watch her action movies with Jackie Chan and all those back she's then. amazing yeah. she's amazing in I didn't like, and then when I saw her in um, Crazy Rich Asians mm-hmm. I'm like okay she's at the end of her acting career <laughs> and she's just doing this to get you know, the last few pages I don't blame her it's a job yeah, anyway yeah I mean yeah. and I don't, mm. I've never found her acting very good then when I watch it and everything everywhere all at once she's what 70, 80 no la, she's like 60? near 60 plus really. she's old la, near that, I'm sorry if and I got it wrong she la, yeah. broke many bones before doing her own stunts during the Hong Kong action days oh yes. yeah she fell off moving cars mm-hmm. banged into motorbikes did, did you see uh, Supercop yeah I did. did you see the one yep. that she takes the motorbike and jumps mm-hmm. over a train the truck behind her almost ran over yeah, her yeah insane yeah. so I never thought that she's a good actor uh, I thought she's pretty good and she does her own stunts hmm. but when I saw her and everything everywhere all at once I was blown away and she hmm. did her own Kung Fu also at mm-hmm. that age so for I, the most yeah, part yeah she's great yeah. Uh, she's good and shout out to her husband uh, Wayman not with the R with the W Wayman. I love it Wayman oh, you yeah. have to say it with a Chinese slang dude short, short round Wayman <laughs> not Wayman dude it's Wayman 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 Wang <laughs> yeah <laughs> What what's the name sorry again? The actor. Yeah, yeah. Kwan. Yeah, Kei Kwan. He he was uh, shot round in the second Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, and <laughs> he's good, man. He's great. He he's great. had two personalities, more than two personalities, but primarily two, and I, he's just switched between roles like at the snap of a finger. It's I'm amazing. pretty sure nearly every actor uh, in this movie is required to play more than one personality. Yeah. You know, especially the grandpa Gong Gong oh. James oh. Hong, amazing, amazing. <laughs> uh, <one. laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the best part about this movie is that you can tell that everyone was having fun. Yes. Uh, they were taking it seriously. And but at the same time, it's just such a balls out. It's just outrageous. It, it, it's a <laughs> burst of creative energy that becomes infectious. It's be- yeah. it, it You can see it from the people who made the film. You yeah. can see it shine through the actors. And then the, the joy just sprinkles through every yeah. frame of the film. And 
the movie actually kind of tackles a serious topic when when it comes to the, mm. you know people say existentialism. She's having a yep. midlife crisis, and also uh, uh, going to a bit of a spoiler territory. That's fine. Like, that's fine. <laughs> it it kind of explores the idea of nihilism. Nihilism means yep. like you know people don't believe in God or religion. Like everything is all meaningless. Yep. But it explores that because yeah, with her daughter, the daughter is growing up in a modern setting. Yeah, and she's confused. Yeah, and yeah. she's detached from the yes. world. It's like many young today mm-hmm. and and that's also because of the generational trauma that she experienced as an Asian growing up in America which just makes things more alien to her um, I want to go back and double back and say when I said confused I mean that she's being confused culturally I don't, mm. because she's yeah, yeah. a gay character and I don't mean that kind of confused she's yeah. pretty sure about herself but cultural wise it's more like an east and west kind of thing and she's caught in between now that you mentioned the the LGBT part of it mm-hmm. I think it's great because they didn't just explore her self-identity but they explored Michelle Yeoh who is her mother's acceptance of right. that which is well not really explored in many shows and stories especially today especially in Asian societies mm. which is pretty much taboo yeah. you know so the fact this show is great um, it sounds like we're talking about a lot of things about the movie mm-hmm. but literally the movie is everything everywhere all at the once title speaks it's words. amazing <laughs> it's an action movie it's a mother-daughter movie uh, absurdist comedy yeah it's everything science fiction uh, fantasy yeah. you can <laughs> read so many reviews out there and it's really hard to put it into a sentence what is it because it is everything <laughs> it's just amazing uh, really amazing and the directors the Daniels the Daniels yeah uh, after this movie they've really signed a big contract with Focus Features Universal 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 yeah so you can expect big things and if maybe the next movie they make is really big and you're wondering where did this director come from just watch everything everywhere I just watch. hope wow. that Universal now that they sign out to a major studio it doesn't hinder their creative process well, uh, you know? they seem like the right. kind of people who will stay true to true. what they do la. <laughs> mm. they don't look like the kind who will um, cash in and then just <laughs> sit on their ass <laughs> yeah. well like Shyamalan la. I, I don't think Shyamalan <laughs> cash in to be fair in the middle part yes but it looks like he's getting his mojo back yeah I, I just think that because with what he does it's not easy to constantly come up with the same quality right right. because I mean like Signs Sixth Sense even The Village I like The Village I, I'm one I of like The people, Village yeah. also so yeah. these movies that uh, Shyamalan does it's really not easy to think mm. of to brain oh my god like, the amount of planning it requires Lady in the Water I, okay I'm gonna say briefly but Lady in the Water is one of the most Confusing movies I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, like I said, like he, because <laughs> what he does requires time to craft. It's just like what I would argue Christopher Nolan movies, he needs time to craft them. Right. Inception took him six years, uh, Interstellar oh, yeah, took him yeah. four years, and then I think Tenet 2. And sorry, like, I'm not a fan of Tenet, <laughs> and I think but that is why it suffered because of time. The idea is there, but to craft the narrative behind it, it's not easy. Like. It's really not oh, yeah. easy. Are you, are, are you ready for the Oppenheimer and Barbie? Yeah, double I hope it's more straightforward. <laughs> I hope it's more like The Prestige, not some big bombastic time traveling and all that. It's a, it's a biopic, but I think it's going to be bombastic because it's about the nuclear bomb. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. But, but when I say bombastic, I mean where the concept is just so out there. I, I prefer it more grounded like right. The Prestige. Yeah, I, we have we talked same, about it same. before where we really hope that Nolan goes I, more intimate. 
I want him to do something a lot more smaller scale, like yeah. go back to yeah. Insomnia, which is a very underrated mm-hmm. movie. I feel like he should go back yeah. to do yeah, something me about it, straightforward yeah, like that. Yeah, Insomnia, Christopher Nolan, starring Al Pacino, Robin Williams, Hilary Swank. Robin Williams All in three. a Christopher Nolan movie, and he's absolutely terrific. If you want a cool movie fun fact to show to someone, this is it: Insomnia. <laughs> Christopher Nolan directed Robin Williams. I can guarantee you, get you heard it in on this podcast. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna dress up as J. Robert Oppenheimer and then go buy a ticket for Barbie in the opening oh, day. Man. Both of them are the same okay. day. My opening. <laughs> I I I'm looking forward to Barbie, man. Uh, <laughs> whatever it will be, yeah. I love Greta Gerwig from Lady Bird, and then I'm just so even Little Women was great. Like <laughs> Christopher Nolan left Warner Brothers <laughs> for Universal, and Warner Brothers released Barbie on the same day as Revenge. <laughs> okay, I, I'm really happy that you brought that up. Okay, when we talked about Tenet before this, mm-hmm. we talked about Nolan movie marketing. Yeah, yeah. When he was at Warner Brothers, it's quite clear that he didn't have control of marketing. And when Tenet was released, non-stop we were getting trailers, non-stop oh, we were yeah. getting behind we the scenes. We were getting saturated, yeah. Yeah, and I remember that the media outlets were trying to hype, oh, they crashed a plane into a hangar <laughs> without CGI. Yes. So, see, right, these kind of things, are is this pure marketing? And then now you look at Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. total silence. And that's because in the contract that Nolan signed with uh, Universal, Universal mm-hmm. It's actually stated that Nolan will have full control of marketing. And it shows that <laughs> all these leaked images of uh, superhero costumes, all this is all media marketing <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> and we're going to talk about this in another topic. Yeah, yeah. Especially with now the woke, anti-woke culture. The, oh man, it's just such a... And baiting, movie baiting, another thing that's coming up right now. That's a good topic to cover. Just yeah. like just we will. Yeah. We will. Because uh, it's so prevalent and no one's talking about it actually. Ah, that's a shame. Yeah. Okay, okay. Before we, we <laughs> show this this episode really off, uh, we're gonna just quickly go through other movies that we watched this year. Maybe a sentence or two. Okay, I'll just like maybe a line or two on my side. Yeah, you can start. Like what I saw this year. Hmm. It can be old movies also. Sure, why not? I know at least the ones I enjoyed. Yeah. Like I don't get to watch as many movies because I'm a bit settled up with work. But here, are the ones I enjoyed. I enjoyed Bullet Train. Yeah. How was that? Like I didn't watch popcorn it. Popcorn fun. It's okay. just like, it kind of turned your brain off, but I pr- much prefer it over Deadpool 2 and Hobbs and Shaw from the same director. Hobbs and Shaw is also another movie that does not exist <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, anyways. Anyways, Bullet Train is fun. I, okay. I enjoyed it. The Batman? Yeah. That's Good. another film I saw in IMAX. Amazing. Good. It's not your typical uh, superhero Batman movie. That must be said because I saw some like, I would say mainstream movie goers They didn't mm-hmm. really enjoy it But yeah It's a good yeah, movie I had like, okay, It's a different kind of Just, just going movie. off a tangent a bit here After my viewing of the Batman I was walking to the parking lot And some, some guy recognized me from the theater Because I, I was sitting I think two or three mm-hmm. seats away from him And he turned to me and said Did you understand that movie? I said yes Yeah <laughs> just, He and his wife look a bit confused Yeah <laughs> I can't make this up They're like um, I mean I enjoyed it la. I liked it I liked it a lot I It could have been better With the detective bits If you ask me But Overall no complaints la. Slightly la, But I like the approach That it went like I know oh, the, the tone and the style the tone For sure amazing Like they were sure. really going For a full David Fincher yeah. Approach here And you know oh, The Batmobile Yes Yes yeah, That's it That's, that's what I'm saying The Batmobile <laughs> Yeah, not since the rocket Batmobile from Kittens era. This is oh. the Batmobile. 
Like Batman has always been a detective more than a superhero. Yeah. Like it's in, in, even it's, in DC. It's been lost. DC stands for detective comics. Batman is a detective, and so many movies miss the point. Uh, only the animated series got it right. Mm-hmm. And it, it took them so long until this recent movie with Robert Pattinson to get yeah. the, get that spirit back. Yeah, but where's the explosions? <laughs> uh, anyway. last, last part got lah. Okay. So. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, Batman, I enjoyed uh, it. I, I, I'm gonna take turns now. Uh, I watched Mad God recently. Ooh, feel tip it. It's a stop motion. <laughs> uh, imagine nightmare stop motion. I'm not talking about Tim. Imagine if Tim Burton, if you're going to consider Tim Burton's stop motion as nightmare, it's like um, cotton candy. I think it's more Henry Selick than Tim Burton, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> but Mad God is like, I don't know, your darkest dreams come true. Just trust me, if you want, just Google Mad God stop motion. And whatever you're going to see online, you're going to question yourself. Okay. Don't watch it right after dinner because it's really vile. There's a lot of Ooh, yeah. uh, grime and uh, <laughs> odd body structures. But it's, it's crazy. As I a visual, I, I don't think I'll forget I, it. I think he could use some of his own body hair as some, as some of the models. So just a fun <sighs> fact. Okay, not, not so, that you not say so fun, it. <laughs> I, actually, there are certain pubic hair looking stuff in there are you sure it's pubic oh my god I don't know la. <laughs> but it's, it's it's really gross in the good way uh, I said don't watch it with a full uh, after don't, don't watch it with kids Sick. too yeah. it's definitely R rated yeah if you, if you don't know who Phil Tippett is he's the guy in charge of the stop motion for Robocop yeah. the he's, he's one of the gods of stop motion basically that's why when this movie came out everyone's really excited for him because mm-hmm. Unfortunately, stop motion is a lost art, and it's, it's, it's still it's much better than art. the last movie he directed, which yeah. was Starship Troopers Two. Oh. Let's not go there. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> next one. I actually watch a lot of old movies this year because it's a very drier. Yeah. Uh, I just I just shoot it out lah. Okay. Mm. Uh, Inside Inside Out is still as good as ever. Uh, it's Classic. still yeah, made me cry, made me laugh, so felt last, all the emotions. The last great film. I rewatch Mad Max Fury Road. As good as anything of else course. out there. Masters. I rewatch Your Name. Also as beautiful, as touching as ever. I also rewatch What We Do in the Shadows. I was just telling Dalton, <laughs> I think What We Do in the Shadows is probably the last greatest comedy because comedy is dead right now. No one can take a joke. Pure yeah. comedy at least. Yeah. Everything's all integrated with superhero yeah. stuff now. And I can't recall the last one. Like before that, what? Maybe Anchorman, Dodgeball, those. Mm. And since then, it's What We Do in the Shadows. That's it. We haven't gotten a solid ass comedy classic. Comedy. Yeah. Since. So if you ever watch what we do in Shadows and if you are dying for really good humor, you can try it. Like, I great. think it's moved to television. At least yeah, pure series, comedy. Yeah. I've been watching it. Mm. It is as per No, I mean I haven't seen the series it's itself. Good. I'm talking about comedy as a whole, like oh. the genre in Even then also it's not as solid as like the the ones that right. came before. We Fair really enough. are in a dry spell. Uh, the True Man show starring Jim Carrey. Excellent. So good. Even it came out during what, nineteen ninety eight? Today, it still lives up to everything. That Such movie a was film. ahead of its time. Yeah. In terms of ideas, some filmmaking techniques, yeah. everything. I even rewatched um, Ex Machina, Alex Garland. Ooh. Also as good as when I watched it back then. Even though I know what's going to happen, I know the plot twist and everything, <laughs> but still hits the gut. Uh, man. It's a good year to watch movies, man. To remind yourself how good movies can right. be. And one of the movies that I forever remember Delton for is uh, Koyani Katsi. <laughs> Koyaniskatsi Koyaniskatsi yeah. Godfrey Radio It's really hard to explain this uh, it's, There's no dialogue It's just pure audiovisual And it takes you On a trip Across Humanity's history Basically It's made in the 1982 And it still holds up to this day It's basically 
the life and history of yeah. Earth and mankind. There's no words. There's no narration. It's just images and music. Yeah. That's it. Really awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, back to you. Back to you. Okay. So continuing off my list, I actually enjoyed Coda. Yeah. Yeah, good. which was really probably good. the first time in a long time I enjoyed a, a, the Best Picture winner, mm. Oscar. Mm. Straightforward plot. Very straightforward plot. But so much heart in it. Feel Good is a very good feel good movie. The kind of movie we need to see more nowadays. You know, Great, great songs. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't, it doesn't pander or lecture to the audience or so. It's mm. just, it just wants to, the audience to feel good watching it. Like mm. It kind of almost strays into Hallmark movie territory, yeah. but not really. Yeah. There's a bit of realism the there. Is, it's, there's so much heart in it that you yeah. didn't mind. You're just like, why yeah. not? Let's just enjoy the ride. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. fact that they were played by actual deaf actors, right? deaf mute actors, mm. right? Adds to the realism. Yep. So you kind of get engaged in these characters' lives. Uh, Koda actually means children of deaf adults. Adults. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually good. Very good stuff. Um, and this one, I know Joey will disagree with me, but no time to die. Uh, it's a James Bond movie, like Daniel Craig's so. last one. Yeah, but it, it's it strays so much from the traditional James Bond formula that other people, I can see why a lot of people dislike it because it kind of like what Sean Connery, what Pierce Boston did, it was a different kind of Bond for Daniel Craig yeah. and I think it's a very nice way to end his character. His uh, it's probably the least. best Bond movies I've watched but I've just never been a fan of Bond <laughs> I know, I know, you're not a, like a... <laughs> but yeah, I get, it, I get it why people <laughs> right. like it. Yeah, and I, I greatly enjoyed it even though, I, like I mentioned earlier, I didn't really like the villain, I didn't really like the main plot but everything else was spot on. Also, Belle, the anime movie by Mamoru Hosada, the same guy who made Summer Wars and Wolf Children. Mm. It's a nice little sort of Beauty and the Beast, not really take on the digital age. Like this shy girl, she's actually a very popular online uh, singer with an online avatar. And she discovers that there's this other online avatar being chased by online patrolmen. So she's trying to figure out, you know, why is everybody after him? What did he do wrong? It's a very nice uh, touching movie. Also kind of feel good in a way. Mm. Um, I didn't watch that. So. Didn't watch that one. No, it's actually very good. Yep. It's a very nice kind of blend between the digital and traditional. Also, Nightmare LA, Guillermo del Toro, mm. Neo Noir. How was that? I love this movie. Like, it's everything I wanted film noir to be. Like, it's obviously shady characters. Everybody's creeped in shadows. Very great cast, bored. man. Great cast, great performances. I mean, Bradley Cooper's at the top of his game. Of course, there's Kate Blanchett as mm. well. There's this one actor. I'm not sure whether you know him by name, but you've definitely seen, seen him around in other movies. Richard Jenkins. He gives one of the best performances of that year as mm. a kind of senile, not sorry, sorry, it's not senile, kind of mysterious, but also very, you don't want to rub, rub him the wrong way off, kind of old man. And he's a very sinister performance, a sinister presence yeah. in this movie. I cool. love it. I have it on my list, lah. I'm it's getting it's there. A, it's a I'm slow burn. That. It's a slow burn. Yeah, that's but if, if you watch it, this is the kind of movie where the slow burn actually pays off. Mm. Like that's you get absorbed in the story, it follows through all the way to the end, to its conclusion. I, I love it. Another one also that I think you will disagree on: uh, West Side Story. I, uh, I just keep quiet. <laughs> yeah, you go for it, go for it, go for it. No, 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 because I loved it because it actually improves upon the original. Mm-mm. And I, I mean, yeah, people will talk flack about, oh, it's, some people will say progressive, but not really. I mean, the original was already progressive in and of itself. This was just a modern update. Everything has been, you know, glamorized for maximalist effect. The colors just pop out of the screen. It feels alive. It's a alive. pretty looking movie. It feels alive. That, like, I, I feel like I'm watching actual... Can we say dreams? Is that, is that a cliche know. to say? It feels like I'm watching a fever dream. I, I love it. I can't comment because uh, <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. Uh, yeah. 
Also, uh, one more movie I want to bring up, and I think I brought this to your attention. Uh, Pig. Oh yeah. Nicholas Cage. Oh, good. Uh, amazing. It's one of those movies where it makes you think, lah. Mm-hmm. And I, when I say in this voice, in this tone, uh, it really makes you think about uh, what you do in life and yeah, what like, it means. Like, like I saw the movie, obviously because it was the pandemic, I saw it online. Immediately after watching the movie, I went and bought the Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't know, it's so, it resonates so well in a world that's full of you know, violence. And mm. it's just, it just, in a world that demands answers, for answers from you, this movie just dares to say, you know, take care of yourselves. Yeah. It gives compassion yeah. back. It really is mm. uh, very poignant. Touching, very touching. Um, I'm just trying to think of a movie that I can compare it to. Uh, it's very hard, but maybe Shawshank Redemption when it came out back then. Mm. Like that kind of level of thoughtfulness and compassion. Uh, it's very rare we get a movie like this today that doesn't have yeah. any level of cynicism, nothing. Right, right, yeah. It's just pure heart, compassion. and But poignant. minus the hallmark. Sentimentality yeah. It's just raw emotion And Nicolas Cage Wow Yeah Like really? where, where Where did this come from Nicolas Cage Why didn't the Oscar nom- The Oscars nominate him For yeah. best actor What Why ah, So since you brought that up I have to rewind back to Everything Everywhere All at Once uh-huh. again If Pig And Everything Ev- Everywhere All at Once Got a bigger studio To fund them Like Warner Brothers mm-hmm. Or Universal With a strong marketing push Easily, it will have been like no doubt. the next big thing in Hollywood no right doubt. now. But unfortunately, in this world, when there's no marketing, well, a movie will not ever become popular, lah, per se. You can't have nice yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, but again, because the movie title is so, I I feel like the movie title isn't great, lah. It's just called Pig, P I G, the animal. Yes, yeah? purpose though. I I know, but <laughs> it's not. It doesn't give, make you watch it. You see, <laughs> it really does not make you watch right. it. Okay, yeah. So it's Pig, starring Nicholas Cage. Um. Please go watch. If there's one movie you pick out from this whole episode, I hope it's Pig. I, yeah. And speaking of Pig, another movie on my list which I don't think you've seen yet, anyone listening to this has not even heard of, is Gunda. And go for I it. absolutely adore this movie. It was my pick for best film of uh, 2021. It's a black and white documentary about a pig and her little piglet children in a farm. That's it. It's That's the like whole a documentary, movie. right? Documentary, yeah. here's the thing. It's in black and white. Absolutely no music. Absolutely no narration. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. It's just sounds. It's of the animals, of the farm, of the ambience, of it, the wind. Is it one of those very painful ones to watch? No. no uh, it actually tells okay. the story. It's okay. visual storytelling. Similar to Koyani's Katsi, but it's using sound design to actually okay. tell the story. Because a lot of times with this animal documentaries, right, it's, it gets quite... Is it good? But it's a bit painful to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I understand yeah. that. But this was easily accessible for okay. me. Because, okay. I mean, some scenes, they do drag on long. But I can guarantee you, the final 10 minutes of this this movie is going to leave you shattered. It's so going, it's painful. It's, 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 going, no, it's, going, it's going to break your heart. <laughs> yeah, it's painful. Yeah. Oh. And it, uh, just saying there's no gore. It's PG. It's rated G in the US for so all ages. But I'm just, just letting yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. There. I mean, okay. it's just like my octopus teacher on Netflix. Where you make you empathize with a uh, squid so much that by the end of it, because a squid's lifespan is really short, right? And by the end of it, when the squid, spoiler, uh, squid dies, yeah. But oh man, when you empathize with an animal, it's just a never yes. fun story. I mean, it's just like having a pet. When your pet passes away, it's yeah. like your own child passing away. Right. It's tough, man. You know when when <laughs> it's tough. You know, 
I cannot believe how he got some of these shots to make the chicken look like he's going on. There's there's a scene, there's a short scene where a one-legged chicken just hops on an adventure, oh, and the the cinematography is outstanding. You feel like everything looks so epic from the low angle. Huh. How does he do it? Amazing. Yeah, yeah. A lot, I, a if, lot of chickens. If this came out on a big screen, I would definitely pay good money to see. Actually, in fact, I think it was remixed in Dolby Atmos. Oh man, would have been amazing to see in the theater. Singapore, the projector. Did they, show, they showed it. Yeah, see, they showed man, it. Uh, the projector in Singapore. If you like movies, please go there. <laughs> yes. Um, and we're running out of time, so I'll just quickly go through the last few ones that I okay. have for the A twenty four fans out there. Uh, the Northman. Yeah, it's not yeah, your it. typical actioner, so don't expect that. Even though the trailer builds it up as an action movie. Same guy who made the witch. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. It's much more reflective. In a Viking kind of way, <laughs> I wish it was more brutal. To be honest, it's not Serious? brutal enough for me. Yeah, it's not. Well, like Mel Gibson uh, levels are brutal. Uh. No lah, but <laughs> there there is a Viking scene in the first fifteen minutes. Uh, it's not a spoiler because I guess you can expect some Viking chanting, right? Mm-hmm. I wish the movie was more of that than what it became lah. Uh, right, right. He went more poetic, I guess you can call it. Um, maybe it's just not for me. Yeah, but I can't deny the the visuals. It captured Iceland like I want to go to Iceland now, Let's put it that way. <laughs> you okay. freeze. Yeah, it's. It doesn't matter, man. It's so pretty. So another movie, uh, another A twenty four movie is X. Just the letter X, not the weapon. Yeah, just X. <laughs> it's directed by Ty West. It's great. We're gonna get three more, two more movies from me. It's gonna be like a, a Pearl and Maxine. Yeah, and Pearl's <laughs> reviews are even better than X. Yeah. It's uh, very straightforward. There's not like there's no hidden agenda, hidden messages. No, it's, it's a just a slasher killer, yeah. but a very good, entertaining slasher. Killer. X was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll give you that. X was a lot of fun. Mia Goth is at the top of a game in that yeah. one. It's uh, just it is very unpretentious. Yeah. It knows what it is. It's like Texas Chainsaw meets Boogie Nights. Yeah. it's just pure slasher fun if you're into that sort of thing if you don't know who Mia Goff is you watch this movie and you'll probably remember you will know. who she is you yeah. will know her and she's this. even better in Pearl apparently and she mm. helped co-write it if I'm not mistaken she wrote she, has, yeah, she also mm. is one of the co-writers so it's great if you want a good fun time it's not horror yeah. it's just a slasher killer I think we forgot what a slasher killer yeah. is today because that's just <laughs> yeah, not yeah, that's we really don't because either it's horror or H24 horror yeah. yeah so it's very rare we get a slasher right. killer movie yeah when's the last time we actually had an iconic slasher Freddy Krueger Jason Voorhees uh. Chucky the door doesn't work nowadays. Yeah, apparently. it doesn't like we had the new we need a poor movie. Oh hell! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's not sidetrack. Let's not sidetrack. Let's not sidetrack. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and then one last one, uh, a twenty-four movie. So after Young, hmm. I think it's really good. I haven't uh, seen that one. It's really it's a uh, it's not okay. Sorry, I say it's very good, but I won't say it's a great kind of movie. Mm-hmm. But it's very specific and niche to what it wants to do, So if you're someone who likes to explore old memories mm-hmm. and relive past and just reminisce this is a perfect movie like it captures the tone oh, something wow. like her that tone of oh. flashback memories uh, flowing in time and losing herself that's it captures it really well yeah that's oh, why it does really good i need to catch that one up it's good okay and uh, uh anything if not we move I, on we're I, really I, running out of time uh, <laughs> just a few more i want to squeeze out i mean this one's a little bit more mainstream yeah because i know last year has been pretty dry spell but again, you'll disagree with me on this one. But I greatly enjoyed Wrath of Man. Mm. Uh, Jason Statham, star- directed uh, by Guy Ritchie. It. It's an so. action heist movie. Typical. It sounds like the, the typical Jason Statham ve- uh, vehicle. Like he's a mysterious guy. He joins this armor security armor truck company, uh, who goes around transporting money to banks, to and from banks, and then 
Obviously, the trucks become targets of bank robbers. And once he joins, he he gets held up. He and his gang get held up once. And instead of, you know, apprehending the crooks, he just straight up shoots them dead. Hmm. So people are wondering, who is this man? He, he faked his shooting results. What's going on? And the more the story unravels, the more sinister it gets. Like, this is not a typical Jason Statham character. He, I mean, yes, he is the protagonist or anti-hero, but it's done with such a mean streak. Like, you kind of feel like this came out straight from the 70s where the heroes were so unapologetic. Think of something like Clint Eastwood or Charlie Bronson yeah. back in the day. It really feels like mm. we are like just about to break the surface, surface of a lot of change. It's like hmm. the movie industry is demanding and crying out for a huge change, but we're struggling to break through. And <laughs> movies like that feels like yeah, like they're really struggling and trying to probe wherever it would break. I, I felt it was like a great throwback. I mean, back then it was so that heroes were very unapologetically immoral. Yeah. So this, so it's just like X, like all yeah. these movies are trying to probe back to things that we've forgotten and hmm. trying to bring things back. Just throwing back yeah. right there because we've got so consumed with the whole superhero franchises and hmm. and, and speaking know. of superheroes, I know we talk crap about a lot of you know Marvel and DC property, but. The only one I can remember recently that I genuinely enjoyed was the Suicide Squad. James mm. Gunn's Suicide Squad. I greatly enjoyed that movie. It was pure fun. It embraced its R.A.T. It embraced its silliness. It knew exactly what it wanted to be. And it was just a fun, gory time. I didn't even mind that it was a comic book or a DC property. From what you said, it really sounds like DC stole James Gunn from Marvel. <laughs> and Temporarily. DC, yeah, and DC probably <laughs> told him, like, just do whatever you want to do. He, the movie just... I mean, the movie just has Sylvester Stallone voicing a shark with baby vocabulary. It's That's perfect, how, man. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> when the trailer came out, the shark talked with Arnold there and I'm like, That's oh, it. Sylvester. What else do you need? <laughs> oh, but the, one more thing, you know, the first, the first Suicide Squad movie, Rick Flagg, played by Joel Kinnaman, hmm. you know, I did not like the character. He was, he was nothing, so uh, bland. Yeah, it was nothing. It was, this a is, guy with a gun, I'm sure. And there's a cooler guy with a gun with Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> this is Katana. Her sword holds the souls of her enemies. Like, so bland. Yeah. I loved him in this movie. He has so much personality. So different compared to the first one. Mm. It's amazing. You see the difference in directors and how much creative control they can get? Yep. Uh, okay. Then, yeah. So that's it uh, for the last we've seen. five minutes or so. Uh, we're just going to... Just throw out certain movies that we're really looking forward for the end mm-hmm. of this year. Because, yeah, it's really not a good year for movies. Uh, okay, well, compared to last year, which was an even drier spell, I think we're getting a little bit more generous here. I mean, last year was COVID lah. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. but still, you know. I know. Anyway, so movies that we're looking forward to. Okay, maybe some of it might overlap. I'll start first. Yeah. Uh, Steven Spielberg's The Fablements. Yeah. Which is based off his own childhood. Yeah. So I think you don't have to go much into it lah. We just, we, we, just try to enter because of time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but The Fables Man looks really promising. We, we've had like three movies this year, uh, coming out later this year that deals with movie making in general. The Fables Man mm. is one of them. And the other one is... Babylon. Babylon, yeah. Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle, man. Whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. La La Land. It looks so oh, cooked okay. up though, the movie. You saw yeah. the trailer, the first thing is that the Paramount logo just disappears as Margot Robbie snort something. I, I think it's because... <laughs> From what I've heard, every director who's done a space movie mm-hmm. is super burnt out because it's never easy yeah. and they'll never do it again. 
Yeah. So I think Damien Chazelle was super burnt out from the first man. First man, yeah. And he probably like, oh god, I want to do something that I love again. <laughs> He's like throwing it all into Babylon, lah. <laughs> and then the last one would be Empire of Light, which is by yeah. Sam Mendes, the yeah. same guy who made Skyfall in 1917, which I'm really looking forward to. It's basically get, get like an ode to all the cinema workers, not necessarily the movies themselves. Two for me is uh, I guess the will. Because uh, yes. it's uh, Brendan Fraser's yes. comeback And whether it's good or bad or not I think we can guess from the pictures and the trailer That he really gave all his all mm-hmm. for the world I mean you saw the, the the video from Toronto Like he was in a standing ovation yeah. And it's, he was, he so was in tears Yeah it meant so much to him yeah. If you don't know who Brendan Fraser is, he's the main dude from the mummy. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they know yeah. who Brendan If you Fraser haven't realized, he disappeared f- for a long time. It's because he, of uh, personal issues, lah. Yeah, he he had, he's been through a lot, yeah. La. So it's nice to see him come back like this, yeah. really, really. And I hope he's. I hope there's more success for him. Yeah. Honestly, I haven't seen the video yet. I'm really looking forward yeah. to, or just because of, uh, not just Brendan Fraser, but also Darren Aronofsky who directed it. Yep. But you know Now I'm leaning more towards I need to see this For Brendan Fraser Yep mm. Another movie is Pearl But hey That of one course. is a sequel Of a, a prequel And of Maxine X And Maxine So I don't talk much about it Another one that I'm really Looking forward to is Just because of the name mm-hmm. I have no idea What the movie is about mm-hmm. It's a Banshees of Inisherin Oh I, I have no idea I, oh. I didn't I don't want to read Anything about it But just because of the name I'm like Yeah sure uh, Banshees of Inisherin Same guys who made In Bruce And Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri I think you're gonna be in for a while and darkly comedy good, right good writing there for sure amazing writer Martin Madonna and the last one I think from the top of my mind is uh, The Woman King again I have Ooh. no idea what is it about Interesting. but I just saw some awesome pictures and a short clip of Viola Davis kicking ass <laughs> the other one on my list is an, is an A24 family movie uh, Marcel Marcel oh, yes yeah, I, I'm looking very forward yes, to that yes. one I mean it looks adorable yeah. to be honest if you, if you have no idea what this is just google Marcel, Marcel the shell with shoes on yeah. the full name just take a look at the poster and trust me you'll be intrigued as heck yes. it's basically a shell like a real shell a seashell <laughs> with an eyeball one, one eye a toy and, eyeball and giving very innocuous views on life yeah and the voice is like a cutesy little voice <laughs> like that kind of cutesy voice Jenny Slate yeah. yeah it's just weird I mean just listen to the title Marcel the shell with the shoes on <laughs> I mean come on so uh, yeah that is something that I'm really looking forward to lah. <laughs> I think it's out online already yeah it's so out online so we probably don't have to wait that long Hope and I think that's it for wait, me wait, wait, wait. last one for you yeah I got Go a for it. last one sorry, last sorry. one one more is uh, Emily the Criminal. Ah. I'm not sure whether you heard of it, but it has Aubrey Plaza. Uh, yeah, Aubrey Plaza. It's I a know. credit card scam movie and she becomes more and more obsessed yeah. and desperate. Aubrey Plaza you know, is a hilarious person. Yeah, but this one, she changes her gears oh. to become... This is a serious thriller. Okay, this okay, is a serious okay. crime thriller and okay. from what I feel, she's outstanding in it. Okay. So okay. I'm looking forward to that one. Cool. Last one, of course, would be James Cameron's Avatar. Uh, Okay, I mean, yeah, the same much, uh, Just say that and everyone knows. <laughs> not much about it. I mean, it, yeah, I know it. a lot of people like this day in Avatar, Avatar One, okay, or dances with okay. moves it's and fine. all that. But I, I, one thing I know about James Cameron is he never rushes his yeah, work. That's true. Like he, he's made, one of those directors that has no bad movies in his. Uh, yeah, no truly bad movies. Yeah. Like he's never made like a terrible film. Hmm. Like maybe you want to count Piranha Part Two, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> Yeah Go Google Go Google Piranha Oh Pachter. hell no yeah. But so, yeah Okay Great to be back I guess You can say that we are lazier as ever <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and again, uh, we're probably going to do this like maybe every two weeks. We'll try yeah. to keep it consistent. Yeah. At least once in two weeks. La. If not, uh, I don't know, we'll file a complaint somewhere. <laughs> but like everything in this country, your complaint will just go down the drain. Or all of us, <laughs> if yeah. you're lucky. Thank you for listening again. If you stayed this whole one hour of us rambling on. Thanks, guys. Thanks for sticking around. Hope to catch you in the next one. Yeah. Ciao. Oh, the next topic we are really gonna talk about yeah. movie marketing and what's going on in the industry instead about movies. Yeah. Uh, because things have changed. Yeah. Things have changed. Number one will be talking about Bad Girl. That'll be the catalyst. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the movie industry is really at, at a turning point, lah. The streaming platforms are also struggling. Sort of really badly. It's like Koyani Katsuki, Life Out of Balance. Yeah. <laughs> And no one's really talking about it, so we really feel like someone should just say something about it. Right. Mm. Yeah, it's really bad. The movie industry is struggling so badly. Even though, yeah, they're making millions, but there's only like one or two studios. Yeah, yeah, Top Gun made money. Okay, where's the rest of the blockbusters? Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't help that uh, movies are tied with culture and uh, government rules and all the little other things that mm. affect everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's probably going to be the next chapter and maybe we're going to cover of some series too that we watched uh, in the last Ooh, year. La. Okay. It's been a long time. It's a lot to talk about actually. So yeah. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Bye.